Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's gonna throw! Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! <laughs> Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They his buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British. We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable. What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. What a game day it is. Cats versus Cards, Battle of the Bluegrass. Welcome in. Hello, everybody. It's Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen all here. It's Thursday, though, so that means Corey Price here as well. Full house on a huge, huge day for Kentucky Roll Call and UK fans and the state as a whole. Welcome in. Get your text into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Nick Roush, how are you? I'm doing well. Doing well. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just uh, uh, off work the next three, four days or so. Woo-hoo. So that's exciting. So you're welcome. I'm here. I made it. I did it. That's exciting. I know you've been, it's been a... It's been a grind. It's been a grind. It's been yeah. a push to get here. Yeah. You're here now, though. Yeah, we're here now, and then we just get to sit back and enjoy the spoils of war, watch the Cats uh, beat the Cards by a lot of points. Hopefully. That's the plan. Oh, it's Cor- the plan. Where's the... Uh, Corey Price, how are you? Uh, I'm a little under the weather, but uh, I'm oh. doing all right. I think that's just everybody, right? Is like Yeah. It's, it's just everything's junky, snotty a little bit. Got to get the, the, the all the bad out before Santa comes. That's right. Scoots, how are you? Hopefully not sick. I'm not sick. No, I'm feeling pretty good, actually, especially for only getting about six hours of sleep. I stayed up for the entirety of Survivor last night, so I'm, I thought I was going to be paying for it a little bit this morning, but I, I'm, I'm actually feeling pretty good. I got my, We got our holiday party for the hotel today, so I guess I'm just looking forward to that so much that I'm just not tired. So, yeah, I'm, I'm great. Six hours. What a... What a- you dog. <laughs> Rough life. I've never gotten anything short of 13 hours of sleep every day. I wish. Man, start thir- to finish. 13 would be great. I don't miss anything. <laughs> What's going to happen at the holiday party today? Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, we're, we're going to play a bunch of games. We're going to a popular bar that has arcade games. So we will, uh, <laughs> you, you can narrow it down, I'm sure. Um, but no, we'll, we'll just, they're not a sponsor. We'll, we'll eat <laughs> no. a lot of food. We'll, if it's anything like a couple of years ago when we went, we'll shoot way too much tequila and it's just going to be a good time. Oh, so looking forward to it. Well, that sounds nice. Yeah. Well, we're, we're hoping you have a great time. Uh, it's the holiday season. We're going to have some country Christmas music for you. 
Bloop. But the big thing for today, the Cats versus the Card, 6 p.m., KFC Yum Center in one of the more, if not the most, unique battle of the bluegrasses that we're ever going to have. Not too many UK U of L games where you can say after the game is one of the two coaches going to be fired. I don't know. I don't think that's ever happened in this game that I can remember. Um, I guess there has been a coach who there's been coaches whose last game of the season has been UK or U of L because they have met in the NCAA tournament before. But this could be Kenny Payne's last game as U of L head coach. Um, and it's not the end of the season. It is December. And that's an interesting caveat. You add in the fact that it's probably going to be majority of Kentucky fans in the Yum Center, whether that's 60-40, 70-30. That remains to be seen. Anybody's guess is as good as mine. But it's a unique game. Uh, and you add in the fact that Kentucky's a 14-point favorite, which is lower than most that's people it. thought, myself included. I thought it would be 16. And I, when I said it was 16, a lot of people were like, that's too low. It's going to be 21. It's going to be 20. Oh, I was like, yeah, you know, all the numbers say it's going to be probably closer to 16. The weird part is uh, I saw it at 15 and a half, and then it dropped. Yeah, like, it's it, down to like 13. Yeah, but yeah. That, that's the part where I'm like, wait, why would people bet money on Louisville? So we're going to talk about this. We're going to get into all of it. Like, but, like just say that out loud. But this, at least the uniqueness of tonight first, before we get into the betting aspect of it. Just weird. Weird weird game. Weird setup. Well, is it weird, though? Like, they've just I, – I know you're right, but, like, this program has sucked for years. Can you remember like, – you have to go back five years for them to win an NCAA tournament game. Yeah, they haven't won a tournament. Or no, no, not even win. I think just be in one. Well, they haven't won once in 17. I think Correct. they were last in it in eight. Yes. Maybe 19. So it's been six years since a win. 19, right? Max Seven seasons. First year, they lost to Little Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. I think in, in the first round. Something so. tells me Corey's going to ask you all a question about that here in just a few minutes. We're going to find out what Corey's going to ask, <laughs> but I'm worried about Corey. Are you okay? I'm good. Okay. Are you? I am breathing you, currently, which according to my shirt means I hate Louisville. So breathe if you hate Louisville is what Corey's <laughs> wearing. We did, we did do a festive Christmas day. It's the last day we're going to be together until Christmas. And uh, everybody showed up pretty well. Scoots, it's frozen on your face laughing. It's really funny. <laughs> oh, man, it just came undone. I wanted to get a picture of that. But, uh, yeah, that was Corey's Christmas shirt, is free if you hate Louisville. Very festive. It is festive. Today's yeah. the, the day for it. But, Corey, we've been in the Yum Center when it's been an NCAA tournament game. We've seen that place blue before, but we've never seen it predominantly blue when they're taking on UofL. It's going to be uh, weird, but awesome. Uh, like I said, I don't know exactly what percentage it'll be. Um, I've got a feeling some Cards fans will just be stubborn and not sell their tickets. So uh, I don't think it'll be as blue as we want it to be. But uh, I definitely think, I mean, for sure, it's going to be more blue than red. Like I'm thinking that. like 50-50. No, nah, it'll be more than that. It'll it, Kentucky will have the advantage. I mean, it, it just like in the cheap third 300 level. Like if you're a U of L fan and you're sitting in 300 level, what are you doing with your life tonight? I doubt it. Like the third level is going to be, I think, probably like 80 20 UK fans. And then the lower bowl, Roush, you you may not be wrong about that, but like, what's the student section going to look like? Well, and that is the part. Is that just going to be empty? The the students aren't here. I can't imagine they're going to let like UK fans creep down and take up that whole section, but those are tickets that could just be eaten and swallowed up. That's going to, I'm interested about that. It's, I'm very intrigued about the game. We're going to get into the X's and O's. We're going to get into that weird line, break it down a little bit for you. Uh, but I'm just more at least want to start with just the optics of the uniqueness of tonight. What is the crowd breakdown going to be? 
Uh, does Vegas take that stuff into consideration, knowing that it's probably going to be a predominant UK crowd or maybe a slight favorite UK leaning crowd? I mean, they're, they're pumping in crowd noise at practice. That River is a, a wild thing about it too. <laughs> I had that written down to get into. I, like, I, I, it's it, that is. I'm I've never heard of that. You hear about that when like UK is going to go play down at the swamp for their first SEC going, road game in Mississippi State. Let's get the cowbells ready. And and people may say, well, how's that really all that different? It's a home game. And, and maybe maybe there are more comparisons than we would care to admit. But when UK's pumping in sound or cowbells, for some of these people, they've never experienced that kind of noise or those cowbells before. That does apply to these U of L basketball players at total fault to their own, though. Like UK can't simulate cowbell noise at Kroger Field because we're not a bunch of goobers that bring cowbells to Kroger Field. Correct. So the only way you can kind of get that is if you practice it before you go down to Starkville. This U of L team, the reason they're doing it, Roush, is they haven't played in front of like a big crowd all year. So it's maybe not all that different than what UK does. Because UK, it's like, well, you do it every year, but yeah, it's been 10 months. We haven't played in a road game in a while. There's freshmen, there's transfers from smaller schools. They don't really get it. We want them to be ready for how loud it's going to be. U of L is how many games into the season? 11. The majority of those games coming at home for U of L? And they haven't played into a game 11 games into the season that's had loud crowd noise? That they had to pump it into practice? Yeah. It's, uh, it's, you're never going to get the UK U of L game like this ever again. <sighs> I feel like we've maybe like said that before, like when David Padgett was the interim head coach and UK beat him by 31 or whatever the score of that game was. Like, I think we said, like, oh, yeah, you're probably not going to get something so weird like this again. No, just wait a few years, and here you have it. Could be Kenny K- Payne's last game, a U of L home game that's going to be filled with more UK fans than Cards fans, and U of L having to pump in crowd noise just to get ready for the atmosphere in their own home arena. It's a weird game. Roush, it came out with a weird line. You mentioned it. I think it opened at 15, came down to U of L. Uh, getting 13 points, 13-point underdogs. I don't know what it's at this morning. I'm not sure that I've seen it. 13 and a half. What did everybody make of that briefly? And we're going to get into trivia here momentarily. You knew that there was going to be some adjusting for rivalry. I'm just more shocked that the number, like the, the early money was on Louisville. That's the part for me where it's like, Scoots, we, you know what, it, why would you, why would you, Go walk to the window to bet on this basketball team. I, I, Roush, I have no idea. I, when you all said the spread this morning, when we first came on, I was like, wait, what? That's it? And then when I hopped on, it was 13 and a half. So you best believe I bet that bad boy. I, I just don't see a scenario where this is a close game. I'm, I really don't. I'm mad because I, I just like, as soon as I saw the number, I was like, well, let me just get it because it's going to go up, right? The money's going to be on Kentucky. It's not going to be any better. Hell, I, I missed out on two points. But you can get bet it again. You Maybe. can take UK up to 19 at plus 195. So if you think it is going to be a 20-point win for the Cats, you can get that at plus 195. I said it a week ago. I mean, I might, I might as well put my money where my mouth is. I figured this line was going to be smaller than a lot of people thought. I didn't think it was going to be this low, though. But, Roush, I do. I, I We're going to break down this game every which way of it. You won't find a better radio show that will know both sides of these teams than this one. I promise you that. And all of, all of radio in the world, this one will be able to break down both teams better than anybody else. I get the rivalry aspect of it. It is UK's first true road game, although there's 
I get that rivalries can be ugly, and U of L is probably going to try to muddy up this game. Oh. Their offensive philosophy is trying to get fouled. I mean, that's the extent. Like, so if you're expecting this to look like the UNC game, it will not. Yeah, and also I would say that they had they're going to see more fans of the other team at North the neutral site in game against North Carolina than they will tonight. That's probably true. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's prob- <laughs> that's prob- that's probably true. I like I can totally understand in other scenarios why this line would be smaller than people think. Having watched both these teams, I think I've maybe only missed one U of L game, but I've watched both these teams play every game this year. I don't see it. Like I don't see a scenario that UK doesn't win by thirteen. And that's all to say, Scooch, we talk about it frequently on this show that sometimes we like to play into the stink. Like this is a line that if I were living in Kansas or I was living in Texas or I was a big college basketball fan, but I wasn't a big UK or U of L basketball fan. I'd look at this line and I'd say, okay, everybody's going to hammer Kentucky here. I'm going to put some money on U of L just because I don't think Vegas is going to take such a bath. Everybody is putting their money on Kentucky. Every single person. It's a totally stinky line. If you're just somebody that gambles semi-frequently, these have all the signs of like, oh, actually, even if you don't really think it's going to happen, bet U of L because something's weird about this line. That rings true to all of this. Mm-hmm. All that to say, though, I just don't see it. UK's better at every position by a significant margin, and that goes all the way into the bench where I think you could go three or four bench players for Kentucky, and they're still better than most of U of L starters. It's like that. It's like Vegas hasn't watched Louisville this year. And they're making the spread what it is just because Louisville's at home. When in reality, nobody comes to Louisville games, so they they shouldn't have a decided crowd advantage. So it almost feels like ignorance on the part of of Vegas. I don't I don't understand it. It does seem like Vegas has you know they go they they've got their numbers they've got their system Kim Palm and all that Kim Palm still has this a thirteen point game. I kind of agree with you, Scoots. I think like they're not taking it. I think. They're taking into consideration the road home angle way too much, where it may actually be an advantage. I mean, it well, probably in, should be an advantage. And the rivalry angle. Like, well, it's a rivalry game. Things might get close, but like. And that probably is an advantage for U of L. Like, these players are probably going to play harder than they have all season tonight. I just don't see how that matters. But but also, like, TJ, you're. you're are you. It is a fool's errand to gamble on this Louisville basketball team to play hard. How many times have they played hard for Kenny Payne in two years? Five. What makes you think that they're not going to quit ten minutes into this game? I mean, that's 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 really I think what ultimately happens, right? Is that maybe there's an early crowd like th- their best bet is that they get off to a fast start and they keep their hearts and minds into it. But really, like as soon as you get the Reed Shepard steal transition three dunk, like the crowd goes crazy. Yeah, and then they just realize. Well, there was a quote from Brandon Huntley Hatfield is like, "We got booed by our home fans." After that loss, and that was a bad feeling. I don't want to feel that anymore. Like, they, they are mentally fragile, and all it's going to take is one big run to just completely put them to bed. So, I just, I, I, I think using the rivalry angle to try to support Louisville here, it's it's just, it's foolish. Um, I, I, I don't want to sound like an idiot and overconfident, but like, I mean, the best this team played is when nobody was like they had a hundred fans with them in the Empire Classic against bad Texas and Indiana teams. No offense, Scoots. No, we're bad. Yeah, like this. This has pros. Louisville's the worst thing they do is guard the three point line, 
Kentucky's best thing they do is shoot the three. I mean, I don't even when you get into like the minutia of X's and O's and like guarding players, who's Scott Clark gonna play defense on? Who's who's, he, who's that guy gonna stop? Tyler Johnson. That's the thing is that like, like I, I can, I, guard? all the non X's and O's I can buy into to a certain extent that like, okay, this line's gonna be a little closer than people thought it was going to be. Again, I don't think Vegas takes into consideration the fan breakdown, and all that sort of stuff. But when you break it down, UK is a vulnerable, uh, UK's vulnerable on defense to penetrating guards that can basically three-level scores, but, I mean, at least two-level scores that can get to the rim roush or pull-up jumpers. It doesn't even have to be a three, but a pull-up jumper. UK has a tough time guarding those guys, or has. You have to be good to do that stuff. I mean, that's not an easy thing to be able to do against a UK defense, break down their guards off the dribble, get to the rim, or if you need to pull up and knock down that shot. And that white guy, he wasn't, I don't think he was a, a, a Caucasian, but the white guy on UNC Wilmington just could do it all. Like, if UK played off, he was going to hit the jumper. If UK overextended, he was going to beat and break down UK's defense to get inside. UL doesn't have players like that. They just don't. Now, if UL's super hot from three, I think that's their only avenue of making this close. But they don't have guys that are going to be able to break down UK's defenders, get into the paint, and finish. They're going to have guys that are going to try to lower their head, Corey, and bulldoze inside and get to the foul line, but they're not going to be able to finish. And secondly, I think UK getting longer and better shot blocking, that's going to be tough to finish over that as well. So I just can't see it. Like, even if UK plays really bad and turns the ball over for a little bit. Well, and the fact there's that there's going to be a run. The fact that JJ Trainer and Dennis Evans are both going to be out of this game, too. Uh, like, what What does. Doesn't really matter. I know they don't, they're not big difference makers, but they're big bodies. What What is Louisville going to do against Kentucky's bigs? Sure. You know what no, I mean? No, I mean, that's, that's a good point. Like, Brandon Huntley Hatfield has had a solid season. He stinks. Uh, yeah, I think he's solid. I, I do think. This isn't a slight to him. I think he's physically pretty gifted and talented. But if he goes against a player that has either an equal or smarter basketball IQ, he, he, he'll he be a mess. And Trey Mitchell has a really good basketball IQ. So Trey Mitchell's going to be a, a tough time for Brandon Huntley-Hatfield. Assuming he's the one that he guards, I, I don't know. L is kind of a smaller team as well. And then, Roush, one thing that we haven't brought up that is probably true before we get into trivia is the Kenny Payne Calipari angle. They're buds. Cal may know that the writing's on the wall for Kenny. Maybe he doesn't. Who's really to say? Will he try to run it up on his buddy? UofL fans started crying yesterday because Kenny Payne said, I know Cal wants to beat me down, and I just want to win the game by one point. UofL fans freaked out about that. And I'll be happy. That's the part of the quote everybody missed, which changes the whole quote. Which, by the way, if... UofL fans, I know we have plenty listening to us. Stop whining if people don't hate UK as much as you. It comes off as so embarrassing. Like, people can have their own opinions about a team, and you don't need to lose their minds. And the reason why yesterday was ridiculous, Scoots, is because every single UofL fan on the planet, all of them, maybe maybe not even all of them, but I'll I'll, I'll clean that up would take a one-point win tonight. Mm -hmm. Every single one of them would take a one-point win. Kenny Payne included, but when Kenny says it, they have to, oh, you don't hate UK enough. Ah, Well, would you take a one-point win tonight? Well, yeah, of course. It'd be against our rival. 
but it's okay if you say that, but not him. Well, he's the head coach. You know what he was saying. He was saying, we just want to win. I don't care how much it's by, we just want to win the game. Yeah, I mean, just the, the – they don't like their coach, so they're going to get they're sensitive right now. They do now. that all the time. Like when Charlie Strong was like, "UK fans do this," and UK like if you just mention UK and it's not the way that U of L fans want it to be know, delivered yeah, to them, but like, they act like whiny little babies. It's I know, so but embarrassing I, time and time again. I, I get it though, because they know where their place is, and they don't want to be like, "Yeah, I, I, I get it." If, I don't get it. Yeah. Whining about what a coach says. Rivalry, rivalries matter, and like they don't want their coach to have like they're tired of losing. So, like, they're going to act yeah, but irrationally. They would, they would take a one-point win tonight. No, yeah, of course they would. But, like, also, what, that's such a weird quote, Kenny. Why would you say that? I think that he, again, if you listen to the whole quote, he says, I'd be happy. He's basically saying, I'm, I'd be happy with a one-point win. I'd be win. happy no matter what. Yeah. Which you would be. You should be. Like, you should be if you can beat Kentucky and get your first win over, I mean, what, just like your seventh win overall or ninth what, win overall. second over a Power 5 team? Uh, first over a ranked team, I would have to imagine. Yeah, but, that quote was so annoying to me because all Louisville fans just cut it off. Like, I just want to win by one, That's and I'll be happy. They, they forgot the, and I'll be happy part. I mean, I do think that, like, Kenny doesn't make it easy on himself oh, with some no. of that stuff. But, like, that, if Kenny Payne, if UofL's ranked, like, 16th and Kenny Payne's been successful, nobody cares about that quote. But yeah. it's because it's UK and things haven't been going well and they're looking for anything to hang on to. I'm looking for some trivia to hang on to. Can we do it, Corey? Yeah, of course. You feel up, up for it? Yeah. So, of course, tonight is uh, Cats Cards. So Yeah, it is. Woohoo! Suck your cards. Oh, this is about the cast cards. Now, all, all these are the, I guess you say, the modern series since 1983. So, luckily for you guys, no really old questions. Woo-hoo! There we go. Well, this first one's kind of sort of like that. but <laughs> So, Louisville is one of four schools that Kentucky has defeated in the season they won a national title, as well as the following season as the defending national champion. So, for Louisville, it was 1986-1987. Who are the other three schools? that Kentucky has done that against? Uh, based off trivia last week, I would say that North Carolina's got to beat one. I would think they would have gotten them. You'd think just from a percentage standpoint, although off the top of my head, I'm not but sure. Which 2017, one. they won the title. Kentucky beat them in. They prob- they beat them in 18, too. I don't know if the hero team played them or not. Did they? But even like if you go back to some of their earlier teams. Yeah, I hear you. I just, yeah. I'm just saying I, like I'll, they won in 05. I don't remember Kentucky beating them in 06. Um, the, the, they won in 09. The guy who replaced oh, Dean oh, Smith oh, won oh, in the 90s. Oh, 09. UNC won in 09, and Kentucky beat him in 10. Okay. So you have that one. I, but I just, percentage-wise, I think all of those line up. So North Carolina, there's there's two more yeah. that they beat the year they won the title and the year after. Right. Oh, the year they won the title and the year after. Right. Gotcha. Would there be um, – Oh, I've got no clue then. Florida. Florida's a good one. Yeah. Think, Although, I don't, I don't remember. Beat them in 06 or but 07. they might have beat them. Definitely didn't beat them in 07. They almost did at the game day game, but they they probably beat them in 08. I think the Nick Calaces game they did, but I don't think they beat them in 07. You, we just have to think of champs that they've played. Kentucky did, did not has not got multiple wins over Duke. UConn, maybe in one of those years? But I don't know if they. Because, mm-hmm. like. Didn't they play them in the garden? Didn't they, John Wall The Wall them? team beat them, but UConn didn't win the title that year or the year before. They won the title the year after, but they beat UK that yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. And UK uh, didn't play them the year after that in 12. So, I don't know. Uh, Kansas, UNC, and Indiana. 
Uh, Indiana is one of, of, there you of go. three. Oh, I was going to say Indiana. 1981, 1982. Maybe UCLA wouldn't be a bad guess. They've won so many titles. There's LaSalle, 1954, 1955. <laughs> and Arkansas, 1994, 1995. Arkansas. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. <clears throat> yep. Okay. What's next? Kentucky defeated Louisville 60-58 to on December 18th, 2004 after trailing the Cardinals by 16 points at halftime. Tying the largest halftime deficit in a win in school history. Can you name the other game in which Kentucky came back from 16 points down at halftime to win? It's got to be Mardi Gras Miracle, right? Yeah, it was, was was that more than 16, or was that 16 on the dot? But yeah, I'd go Mardi Gras Miracle. LSU? Yep. Yeah. February 15th, 1984, at LSU. I was at that 04 Patrick Sparks game. I always mention it, but uh, UofL fans threw ice at my brother and I. I was just 13 years old. <laughs> That's cold. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of those two where like, we were pretty young, and um, I was at a friend's house. So we were like, God, oh, this game sucks. Let's go outside and shoot basketball. And then, like, his mom came out and was like, guys, you might want to come in here. Yeah. <laughs> like, this, things are happening. Can you name the, the only game in which an unranked Kentucky team defeated a ranked Louisville team? Mm. I want to say it was one of, like, the earlier Patino years. Mm. So like, Billy lost to Edgar Sosa on that deep bank shot. Oh man, I'm struggling with this one. Uh, I don't. I, Maybe I would o- go like 0405. Oh, let's say, let's say, oh yeah, 0405 because that well, year Wolverine went to the final four. was the Sparks year, and UK was ranked that year. So let's go like 0304. Although UK, UK was good. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. Oh, it's mm, tough. That is tough. I think the cards got us. Maybe in 0. No, let's go 506. No, it, UK kind of struggled early that this year. This is gonna be 80s. Right? Could be. Yeah, this is going to be 80s. This is going to be like... Ooh, didn't UK beat them the national title year? That they won the title? And U of L returned the favor, I think, in 98. So let's go like 85-86. Yeah, let's do that. Um, much more recent. March 28th, 2014. The NCAA Tournament Sweet 16. Oh, we were thinking regular season. Well, they don't even rank teams after the regular I mean, they season. They are technically well, still there is ranked. A, there is, a, there is a final poll, yes. And UK was not ranked. And Louisville was ranked... Number five. Yeah, I don't like that one one bit, Corey Price. All right, next. Really embarrassing how long it took you all to find a team that was not ranked for Kentucky. Well, the teams that aren't ranked for UK, it's fine on the teams that U of L are better than. That's true. That's rare. Okay, Corey, go ahead. Who is the only player to record a triple double in the Kentucky Louisville game? It's not a Kentucky player. Was it Kenny Payne? (laughs) (laughs) I would would guess a high volume guy, like DeJuan Wheat or something. I don't care. Yeah, it's fine. I'm not going to know it. It's a U of L guy, I'm sure. It's yeah, got to be. Let's go, uh, let's go to one week. Samaki Walker, mm. January 1st, 1995, 14 points, 11 blocks, 10 rebounds. Oh, wow. Whoa. He got it in blocks. Jeez. And a big fat L, too. Yeah, the Kentucky didn't lose very many then, except for, um, yeah, I'm sure Reed is telling his, his pals about how his dad lost to a bad Louisville team that they had no right. business. So actually, they played uh, twice in 90. What year was that? Five? So yeah. you, they won that game that he had the triple double. Yeah. But they played the following season. He didn't have a triple double, and UK won big. So you got that going for you. Name the only two Kentucky players to have two career double two career double doubles against Louisville. Two career double doubles. Oh, only two. Patrick Patterson. He ate double doubles. It's not a bad guess. And the Oscar? Probably Oscar, right? 
I mean, he had double doubles against everybody. That's what I mean. Yeah, gotta, let's, yeah. yeah. Let's go, Oscar Patrick Patterson. Kenny Walker, December fifteenth, nineteen eighty-four, and December twenty-eighth, nineteen eighty-five, and Anthony Davis, December thirty-first, twenty-eleven. Oh, those these tournament games. Yeah. Yeah. Davis is a tricky one because you yeah. never yeah. Like, remember that he had two games against U of L because you always think of him with the one season, but he did have two games against U of L. Uh, interesting. Okay. What Kentucky player has the most points scored against Louisville at the KFC Yum Center? Ooh. Josh Harrelson? <laughs> is that what it is? I think yeah, I'll go Josh be. Harrelson. Very close. Josh had 23. Brandon Knight, that same game, had 25 points. Oh, oh man. man. You're so close. December 31st, 2010. Dude, I, I, you the way Brandon that Louisville Knight. fans talk about that game, nobody else did anything except Josh Harrelson. I mean, Josh Harrelson had a huge game, and he could do everything that he did against UofL. UofL fans just never watch any sports outside of their own stupid little team bubble. Uh, Mike Rutherford's like, yeah, I just don't think this UK team's very good. I, Mike, I, I consider you somebody that knows ball. I don't know how you could watch this UK team and think they're not good. And he was also like, Ugo just got back and he looked horrible in his first game. I was like, what? No. He like looked. He had like three blocks in nine minutes. He looked pretty solid. Alright, go ahead, Corey. Kentucky could have consecutive wins of at least 20 points against Louisville uh, after the night. Can you name the only other time that the Wildcats had consecutive wins against the Cardinals by at least 20 points? No. <laughs> Not uh, off the top of my head. I don't think any of them recently. They beat them a lot. They beat how, them how big about, in 18, but they lost in 17. And 19 wasn't 20 points or double digits, I don't think. So. And I don't even think the 15 team. Like the no, they all, don't play close those other years. Yeah, let's do um, like mid-90s, like. Patino was 96 team and like the year before. They had some high scoring teams. Louisville was pretty mid at that time. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. 95, 96? Uh, or ni- 94, 95, because it'd be earlier in the year. So, so close. 96. December 23rd, 1995, they won by oh, tw- 23 yeah, 95, points. 95, 96. And December 31st, 1996, we they didn't won by answer. 20 points. <laughs> you you kind of sprouted off while Roush was still talking, so we'll give ourselves that one. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, we'll pat ourselves in the back. There. I thought he was done. I'm sorry. No, it's all right. We got it. We're, yeah, we're happy. We're Josh, taking it. Yeah. Kentucky is 23-2 against Louisville when they allow 69 points or less. Nice. Can you name the two games that Kentucky lost when Louisville scored 69 points or less? Well, the pandemic Olivier Saar game, I know that one. That was a low-scoring affair, so there's one. Uh, the other one, when has UofL beaten the U.K.? The Fox team, they had over 70 in that one, I'm pretty sure. Before that, I would think it would think be a low-scoring Tubby team. I think the Kyle Wilcher 13 game, I think that one was 72-69. So that one, all yeah, you probably have to go back to a Tubby game. Uh, or what was the Edgar Sosa game? Was that below 70? I think it was lower scoring. It could have been. Yeah. Maybe we do the Sosa game? Yeah, let's just do the, the pandemic loss and the Sosa game. So, like, 08, 09, and then, you know, 2020, 2021. I uh, got yeah, the last one right. It was December 27th, 2003. I'm curious, this other one. They lost 65 56. Yeah. And December 26, 2020, they lost 62 59. 2003. So, that have been the year. That was the year they were the one seed? Yep. They lost to that Louisville team? They scored 56 points, yep. Yikes. What a weird. Tub, tub, the Tubby ball was different. Anything else for us, Corey? Uh, I've got more if you if you need a break. All right, we'll take a break. That's a good idea. Come back and do a couple more. Yeah. Yes. All right, Kentucky Roll Call. Battle of the Bluegrass. <coughs> TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, Corey Price, UK UofL Trivia. Coming up next. Stars at night. Melancholy Kimaka is the wise way.
welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. So, oh, do, people, do people still clap for the football like that? Yeah. I'm just not. Big time. I feel like I. Get out amongst the common folk. We're clappers. I would like to. In part of it, too, the, the new Krogerfield press box kind of sucks. Let's open the windows. Corey gets it. He's got open windows in Tom's booth. It's the only one. Corey's got it made. <laughs> it's annoying. It's Rightfully so, though. Yeah. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call. Big day today. We're going to finish up trivia here. Do want to remind you about our friends at Thornton's, the best gas station in Louisville, the best gas station in all of Kentucky. If you're driving into the Yum Center, make sure you stop at a Thornton's. Go inside and say, you know what? I've heard so much about these breakfast sandwiches or the lunch sandwiches also. I've got to taste them, got to check them out. Do it. Download that app, become a Refresher Rewards member, and then fill up. If you're on your way into town or out of town, you'll save money at the pump. Text on into the Thornton's text line 502-414-1450. And the unsponsored trivia segment with Corey Price continues now. Sponsored by the Price is Right. Uh, Kentucky is 8-1 against Louisville when they score at least 80 points. Can you name the only game that Kentucky lost when they scored at least 80 points against Louisville? Oh, that's a good one. Got to be an earlier one. Ninety-seven. It's got to. It's got. I don't know. It wasn't any time that I was paying attention to the rivalry. I don't know. Ninety. You want to go ninety-seven, ninety-eight? Might might as well. Okay. Yeah. January first, nineteen ninety-five. Ninety-five. Samaki Walker game. They lost eighty-eight to eighty-six. Okay. Ooh, that's a barn burner. All right. What do we have next? Can you name the only three Kentucky players? To score the game-winning final points in the final minute of the, of the Louisville game, oh, Aaron Harrison. Gosh, the guy just died too. Ah, he's gonna bug me. I did see the tip in. It's always about the the tip, Nick. Uh, that was with Rex Chat. He played with Rex. Yeah, Chapman. it was in the eighties. Cause, um, oh my gosh, and th- there wasn't. That's really the highlight of that guy's career too. And he yeah. just passed away. And I can't. Gosh, this it was is against Kenny Payne, no? Or was yeah, he... I believe so. I think, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, let's think of the other one first. Aaron Harrison, game winning, game winning final points. I don't think final points. I don't think Harrison's three was the, was the final point scored. No, it wasn't. Oh, it's true. It, it gave him the lead, but I don't think it's the true. final point scored. True. I was just thinking, like, go ahead, game winner. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. They didn't. Um... No. I was trying to think that, but that game that game wasn't close enough. Uh, Corey, you're gonna have to help us out. Cedric Jenkins. Cedric Jenkins. There December 12, nineteen eighty-seven, a tip-in at the buzzer to win seventy-six seventy-five. Tayshawn Prince, January second, two thousand one, two free throws huh. with twenty-six and a half seconds left to win sixty-four sixty-two. Oh, Patrick Sparks. And Patrick yeah. Sparks. December eighteenth, two thousand four. Patrick Sparks one. Yeah. Two free throws with point six seconds left to win sixty fifty-eight. All right, that's fun. I, hopefully, we don't have to have add to that list tonight, no. but I guess you really never know. Can you name the only two Kentucky players that are Louisville natives to score at least 20 points in a single game against Louisville? Derek Anderson. Okay. And... How many Louisville... Uh, Rondo? Like, there, there's no, there's so few Louisville natives that have played at Kentucky. Yeah, yeah I was thinking like, like a, a Rick Roby, but that Winston, was before the series. Winston Bennett, maybe? Uh, was that Is, before the series, too? Oh, it's going to be close. Because he was like early, mid-80s. 
I don't hate going Rondo, although I don't remember him having a huge score. No, yeah, right. He didn't well. have very many 20-point games. I think Winston Bennett's a good to Derek, to Derek Willis, I guess you wouldn't consider Bullet County Louisville either. No. He didn't have 20 points. I don't think he did either. Ever. So. Okay. First off, yeah, he did, I think. I, I think. Oh, Secondly, when he was... Doubt it. When he was... I doubt it. Let's do Winston Bennett. Okay, whatever. Winston I Bennett. I don't care. Nick... Winston Bennett and Rajon Rondo. Oh, <laughs> wow. Derek <laughs> Anderson didn't have 20 points no. against Louisville? Winston had 23 on December 28, 1985. Rondo had 25 on December 17, 2005. Wow. Big game for Rondo. Big yeah. scoring night. All right, anything else? Yeah, yeah. Can you name the only four players to score at least 30 points in a Kentucky-Louisville game? On either side, probably. Correct, mm-hmm. yes. I will let you know it's three UK players and one Louisville player. I I would think that when I'm pretty sure Dewan Wheat was on the team that upset Shepard. I would do, think that do, he would do, have to do, score do, a lot do, to do, do that. Do, 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 do. So I'm I'm I, I'm gonna guess that is the Louisville player. Maxi almost had 30 points, but I don't think he got to 30 in that overtime game against Uval. I, I, did I, um did Ulysses or didn't Ulysses have a ton against them in six? The 16th season? No, uh, I don't think he had 30 ton. Or Jamal Murray, because those are high-volume guys. AD played him twice. He didn't put up 30? No. It was a good amount of points, but never 30. No, I, I like, uh, I mean, Derek Anderson was just a big scorer. I but he, ha- he didn't have 20. But, In the, like, that was, that was a yeah. trick, yeah. All right, what about Tony Delk? The problem with some of those teams, though, is they just had so many good players that it got distributed around quite a bit. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of, like, big scores. Uh, All right, Corey, what's the right answer? Kenny Walker, December 15th, 1984, Uh, 32 points. Derek Miller, December 31st, 1988, 34 points. Never gotten Derek Miller. Tony Delk, December Uh 23rd, 1995, 30 points. There you go. And Louisville player Russ Smith, December 31st, 2011, with 30 points. Probably should have guessed Russ Smith. Yeah. Um, Remember when... They they put like that dunk on their highlight and yes. and they he did it in garbage time after the game was over. Yes. Yep. Yeah. yeah. What a bunch of losers. What they're is pretty happy about that. See, like that's why I can't feel bad for them, because they're losers. Like, oh no, you're losers, Louisville fans. You lose to Kentucky. That's what you do. Corey, what do we got? Death, taxes, and losing two other cats. What is Kentucky's largest margin of victory against Louisville? Mm, it's probably gotta be ninety, right? Wouldn't you wouldn't you say? Cats by ninety. Yeah, yeah, probably. That's that's the or, or, origin. Of the uh, I'll go. I'll go with that seventeen point. The the seventeen eighteen year UK beat them by twenty nine. I think was the official point total. I don't think it was quite thirty. I'll go with that. I don't know if there's a game bigger than that. December twenty seventh, nineteen eighty six. They won by thirty four points. Oh, so five points off that. To yeah, 51. Corey. A little thing about us and trivia. If it's before us being born, there's a good chance we're not going to get it. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you've caught on over the last three months, but if it's before us being born, there is a less than ten percent chance that we'll get it right. You gotta know your. I'm your, not sure if that's fun for everybody just to hear us get nineteen eighties and seventies and sixties trivia wrong for forty minutes every Thursday. But just so you know, we're going to keep getting these questions you wrong. No, you're you're a history man. <laughs> well, I'm uh, not before I'm born, apparently. All right, okay. go ahead. What Kentucky player has the most career points scored against Louisville? <laughs> most you, career points against. So it's got to be somebody that played multiple multiple years. years. Tony Delk had a bunch of one year. He played three years. That's got to be it, right? Him or Kenny Walker? Because yeah. they would have gotten. 
I like both those guesses. We'll do our daily double dip and go with. I'm guessing two. Kenny. He's I, guessing Tony. Yeah, Tony Delk with. I se- did it. I did it. <laughs> he had 74 career points against Louisville. Uh, all right, wow. What, what do you know? A question when we're bored and we get it right. What do we got next? <laughs> what is the most points scored by a pair of Kentucky teammates in the, in the Louisville game? I would guess he was Murray. But I don't know if I Murray had a big showing, game uh, in that. But then again, buys. if you remember, wasn't that the game that like Briscoe was injured and layup lines? Everybody was like, oh, no, who's going to do the scoring? Um, maybe. Maybe it was those two. I just I want to think of like Tony who who could it be with Tony Delk? We know that he had thirty points in a game. Yeah, it could have Anton Walker scored a. Yeah, let's go with that. Okay, December twenty eighth, nineteen ninety one. John Pelfrey and Jamal Mashburn combined to score fifty one points. Oh wow! We were born at least. Pelfrey or had, I was. Pelfrey had twenty six. Mashburn had twenty five. What? Yeah, uh, I was uh, three months old. I do want to know in the Delk game if there's anybody close. All right, who cares? Go ahead. This will be the third time that Louisville will have a losing record. Entering the Kentucky game with at least 10 games played prior to the game. Where are the other two times that Louisville entered the UK game with a losing record with at least 10, 10 games played? Last year. Yep. <laughs> we'll go like, I think that 98 L team that beat UK was really bad. Yeah. I'll they go were. 97 98. January 2nd, 2001. They had a 4 and 8 record going into that game. So that was oh, so the crumbs, crumbs last, last year. year. Yeah, okay. And then the, I knew it was around there. Poop. And then, of course, last year they were 2-11 and 11 going into the game last That's year. not a good record, Corey. No, it's not. That's like our trivia record. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Corey, thank you so much That's for it. the trivia. No, thank you. What's, uh, your, so you're going to be there tonight. I am. Get everybody sick. Perfect uh, gift for the holiday, Corey Price Germs. Preferably not, but Corey's like, I'm not coming back. You're just mean to me when you when I'm on I'm on here. We love Corey. Uh, do the cats pull it off? We're ta- the whole theme the of this first hour have been now. has been the line is really weird, but we just don't see a scenario UK doesn't win comfortably. So where are you at on that? I thought the line would be like 17 and a half. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm like you, I'm a little shocked. Um, I just don't think they have anyone to uh, defend Trey and, and 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 Aaron, and then our guards. I think can get down the lane so i mean I, I don't think they have anybody that can guard anybody like i'm with you i just it, it extends even out further trey white's a solid defender but okay you know go slow down somebody and then the other four guys what about them if it's under 20 i will truly be shocked i mean they won my 23 last year and i mean i know it was that rough but i feel like our, our team's better than the last year so it's going to be a better atmosphere than it was last year for what it was worth and this right. team is a much better scoring team than that team was last year exactly. at rup uh but we'll see. All right, Corey. Merry Christmas to you. Merry we Christmas. do love the oh, trivia. Oh. And we will see you hopefully next week. That's right. Yeah, one final trivia for 2023 before we turn the calendar. All right, feel better. Okay. Take some medicine. Thanks. Take your medicine. Let's get to some more of the morning grab-and-go textures on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. A texter. Oh, I don't know if we have any morning grab-and-go textures. Oh, we have a ton. Oh. Okay. A ton. Just lying then. Like a ton. More than we are. I just refreshed had. it. You're right. My, <laughs> my bad. A texter on the Thornton's text line says, with it being a great day to celebrate Kentucky, who's your all fa- who's your favorite Kentuckian of all time? It's probably got to be Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. That's the right um, answer. I think I'm on Muhammad Ali. I'm big on Muhammad Ali as well. Uh, I like Abraham Lincoln. I'm fond of myself. I'd put myself in the uh, up there as well. Ooh, yeah. I'm a big fan of myself as mm-hmm. well. Yep. A t- a lo- local John. John here. Good, happy game day morning, everyone. By gosh, I'm excited. Our cats are really good. The cards are not. I think the cats win by 20 plus. 
Bradshaw will be the MVP. I enjoy the KRC show and each one of you all on the text line. You all are awesome. Have a great Merry Christmas uh, and be safe. Have fun. This is the one of the most visited weekends for churches. Will you all be attending service? Well, I will, and I'm happy that Jesus is my Savior. We'll got to go. Cat you later. Uh, John, we've we've got it. We've got it tentatively planned. We'll see if we are able to yeah, do it. We uh we usually go. It's uh haven't done Christmas Eve at uh the in Ohio in a while though. So I like the old midnight mass myself. No, you big do fan. like the midnight mass. Yeah. So, a, did you just sleep through it? I can't it? think no, of anything more overrated. It's it's one of my favorite Christmas traditions. When the Why? wife and I first started dating, they were like a Southeast Christian midnight mass, and I was like, it doesn't actually start at like midnight, does it? And they were like, "Well, it starts at like eleven fifteen. I was like, "What? What do you all do till then? Play games, hang out." Mm-hmm. The thing is, is like, I, yeah, and I do, going is, to bed. How everybody leaves to go to church? I'll how, just go is to sleep. Jesus going to be happy if I show up drunk? Like, I do it every year. He still loves me. Uh, Are you sure? <laughs> sure about that? You sure about that? On the twelfth day of Christmas, Scooch was sent a dead roadkill and 12 vultures picking at it little brother you says one texter when you remind little bro they are still little bro they're going to be mad and throw a tantrum says one texter i just feel like you have to try to be this bad at a place like louisville i mean the guys lost to two division two schools i i agree i, I truly do think kenny payne may be the worst head coach in the history of college basketball but that's all to say you can't you you can't let this one be close, Kentucky or Calipari, more importantly. Uh, that texter also says, I've said for a while that Nike set all this up as the final blow to Adidas's flagship program. <laughs> I mean, they're just not their flagship program, though. I mean, Kansas has been a better program for a good bit than U of L has. That's just the facts. The 2003 Kentucky team didn't lose another game until the tournament after the loss to U of L. Oh, we could have used that a little bit earlier. <laughs> Scooch, there's no such thing as ignorant Vegas. Here's my explanation for the line. Cal will not embarrass Kenny. L lost by 23 last year. Home game for them now, and they're they're better. That is true that they're probably a little yep. bit better. UK, I it's think, true. is as well. L seems to care more when they play good teams on national TV. Apparently, the Josh Hurts player meeting worked some. Like, it, it woke them up a little bit. Well, they, they I appreciate you sending, Yeah, I appreciate you sending in some rationale for why the line may be what it is. I agree. I mean, I I agree with what your points there. It's just should that matter enough? I mean, it's thirteen. That's a, that's that's Vegas saying that like, hey, we think this game's going to be kind of close. Buffer zone. Like, not necessarily coming down to the final possession close, but like at the under four timeout, you you may not feel totally comfortable leaving. And I don't think many people anticipate that. I think people are anticipating in this game in the second half it being a bit of a blowout. And I can understand why. Another texter, morning grab-and-go texter, says, Good morning, guys. Tyler from Iowa here. Hey, thanks for listening to us in Iowa. I need your help. All right, well, you know what, Tyler? Mm-hmm. We're going to give you help. We're going to take more time. We're up against a hard break, so this is a longer text. We'll, we'll pick this up in hour number two. And then more... X's and O's, analysis, breaking down the game, what to watch for. I was hoping that we'd get maybe get some player prop bets and stuff like that that I could give you a heads up on, but I don't think they're out just yet. And then we'll do a quick recap of everything that happened in football yesterday. It was a good day for UK. This is Kentucky Roll Call, hour number two, coming up next Roll on the Big X. Roll Call. Like daddy. Her daddy looked a lot like him.
not the way I had him pictured Santa wasn't much too thin He didn't come down to me So mama must have lived in me Santa looked a lot like daddy Over? You say over? I heard no family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. One final hour of Kentucky Roll Call on your Thursday edition, December 21st, 2023. Welcome back. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. We appreciate Corey Price joining us in hour number one for some trivia. We appreciate the Texers on the Thornton's text line, the grab-and-go Texers. We'll send the other text that we didn't get to over to the text line, and hopefully we'll get to them this hour. Tyler, we still saw yours. We'll try to get to that here uh, in a moment after we tell people about Shady Rays. ShadyRays.com. You can save 40% with the promo code BIGX. And don't forget about their two physical locations. If you're worried that you're not going to be able to get your sunglasses shipped to you in time, stop by Oxmoor Mall. They've got a physical location there. Or the shops at the Bluegrass. And you can save 40% with the promo code BIGX in person or online. ShadyRays.com, the best polarized sunglasses in all of Louisville, Kentucky, United States, the world, and the galaxy. Uh, my, my holiday shirt today is a... Star Wars says Galaxy's Greetings. Mm. Big Star Wars fan? No. No, as a kid I used to absolutely love it. But, but you didn't you didn't watch that show that you're wearing the shirt for him? First off, how do you know that this is a baby Yoda and not just regular Yoda? The size of his ears and his eyes. It's what pretty, do you do? Okay, pretty so, easy. So regular Yoda wasn't smaller at some point either and couldn't have celebrated the holidays at some point either? Yes. This is a this picture is what I'm of, this is a picture of him. No. This is a picture of Yoda no. No, as a young that's lad. Grogu. No. You're wrong. No, this is a, and I did watch The Mandalorian no. for a while until every season was just the exact same. I think the second one was a lot different than the first. No, it was pretty much all the same. So, but anyways, I didn't realize we had such a Grinch besides Scoots, who's Hail. wearing the Grinch on his shirt, looking great. Very appropriate. Yeah. No, I don't think you're very Grinchy. I think you may be the most cheerful person on the show. <laughs> most Ra- cheerful Grinch. Roush had a great sweater, but he took it off because it was it's, too hot. It's, yeah, it's a little toasty. A little yeah. warm in here. Get three people in here. Get your text in, 502-414-1450, and one of you two farted during one of the breaks, and it was gross. <laughs> I don't know if it was you or Corey. I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> it was Trevor. A <laughs> uh, guy says, you guys make me feel old. I remember that Cedric Jenkins tip like it was yesterday. All the Kenny Walker games, too. We're 90s kids. Yeah, and I don't even really remember. Like I I guess Patino's first game would be the first one I really remember. What is remember. the first? UK, U of L. Yeah, it's got to be Patino's that. first game. Because like, I, I, I just have very vague memories of the 90s. UK basketball games. Yeah. It could just I remember some of the crumb games, but not anything specific about like them. I, I, I most I remember U of L from being on WDRB with Bob Dominey on the call and like you had Escalade wearing the giant T shirt. Right. Like they were they were just very average. Yeah, and they didn't have their names on the back and always hated it. Yeah, it was weird. You didn't know who the players were. <laughs> All right, let's answer Tyler's question here. Okay. Tyler from Iowa. My wife keeps planning things over UK games, and it's going to ruin our marriage. <laughs> I love the way I love the way that starts. 
Before we jump to therapy, we're going to try hanging Kentucky's schedule above our family calendar. Anyways, you guys can get your hands <laughs> on a 23-24 poster at your local Kroger. Remember, our marriage depends on this. No pressure. Happy L's down day, fellas. Yeah, I sent a few out at the beginning of the season for people that were listening, Tyler. I can, I, I'll get you one to you. Uh, we moved offices. My, my dad, he's such a hoarder. Great guy. Love him. But like he'll he would go to that Kroger, he'd go to Kroger and get like forty UK posters and forty U of L posters. So when we were moving out of our office this past week, Trevor or Trevor Roush, there was like just six years worth of UK and U of L posters that just were so 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 many. We threw them all out. Um, but I still think we have a few from this year, Tyler. So I'll look around. Maybe reach out to me on Twitter just to remind me, and uh, I, w- I would be happy to send one over. He won't to be you. able to find you. That's true. I'm Shadow Band on Twitter, Tyler. So good luck. <laughs> um, All right, I think that's I, it for the morning grab and go texters. But, I, but yeah, I, I think a lot of it just comes down to just you need to be responsible for putting the games on the calendar. We have a little like dry erase weekly calendar where we just—I I know some people have the monthly ones. I've yeah, seen we a lot of those. Do yeah, we yeah. have a weekly one, and I'll just write UKs and U of L's games on there. Sometimes you can't help it especially when you have a kid, like there's just stuff that's going to interfere with the game. But yeah, if you can just get ahead of it, you know, weekly or monthly, yeah, I think a dry race thing could, could work well for you as well. And just mark off the UK games. Hey, cats here, then hopefully she'll get the idea. Is she a cats fan? Does she even care? He's in Iowa. So she probably does not care. That would be my guess. Scooch, UConn went down last night. Oh yeah. Who got them? Seton Hall. Yeah. Oh. Eight and four Seton Hall. Beat him pretty soundly. It's bad loss. Um, hey, uh, somebody on Twitter, I'll, I'll give him a shout out. Uh, Mary tweets in, says, looks like Louisville just released a bunch of upper level face value tickets on Ticketmaster. Yeah, there's a ton. 70 bucks, all end zone upper level. So yeah, they realize, oh crap, we gotta, we should actually make some money. The one, This is the one time a year we can make they're money. Su- they're such a loser freaking program. Um, which brings us to the latest uh, drama with Louisville basketball. Uh, if y'all don't know, before most games, uh, the the night before, the managers play friendly game of pickup. You know, just good old fashioned five on five. Kentucky's pretty good because Ray Surratt is one of their managers, and he's, he's man. like six eleven, can dunk on people. That was the whole thing this off season. Uh, well, this manager game went down on the wire, uh, and Kentucky tweeted out. Big road win against UofL in a wild ending. Your Cats moved to 4-0 in the year, and it's a scoreboard 74-72. Well, uh, a Barstool Louisville account quote tweeted and said, there's 1.9 seconds on the clock for a reason. The UK managers held the ball when it was tied, and then they didn't honor a foul call and just left. Pitiful. You know what's pitiful? Calling a foul... Down two with two seconds left on the clock. Pretty sad. Yeah, I'm sending out this tweet about the tickets just because I think people are going to appreciate knowing about that. Mm-hmm. Um, a, B, C, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. G. Yeah. H. Right, you can get you, you, you can get you can get up to for seventy dollars, you can get up to row G tickets. Um, they are in the end zone. But I, I say this about the Yum Center. The 300 level tickets, if they are before the break in the concourse, they are great seats. And those G ones may be right at the break. It's right around there. 
if they're up above, they're not great seats. Um, but for $70 to watch the Cats in your own city, that's probably a pretty decent price. But those G1s, I would hop all over those. If you if, Again, that may just be the cutoff, though. It's right around there. But if you're in the 300 levels and you go down, it's like one of the first six or seven rows, maybe, maybe up to 10. Don't hold me to the number. If you go down, I love those seats, Roush. If you go up, they're not as good. Anyways, I'm sending out this tweet so UK fans can make the Yum Center even even more blue. But I do want you to continue about the manager games. There's I mean, nothing U of L won't whine about. <laughs> it's, it's 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 sad. It really is because like I just I just don't. How can you play pickup basketball ever once in your life and expect that calling your own foul with the game on the line while you're trailing is something that's going to happen? You know, shoot free throws. I mean, if it's a game that you're calling your own fouls, like it has to be obvious. It has to be so over the top in that situation for it to be up. I and then for them to to whine about it too publicly and make it think it makes them look better. Well, oh, Kentucky's the one that's cheating. You caught a foul with two seconds on the clock. Just loser mindset over there. Big time loser mindset. Pretty much everywhere. Speaking of loser mindset, I uh, got a call yesterday from my brother, who's a big. L- L fan and I asked him I was like what are you doing for the game tomorrow maybe we can link up and watch it and he was like oh yeah it's it's Kentucky Louisville tomorrow and I was like yeah Kentucky Louisville he was like I'm actually going to dinner with my boys and so we started talking about the game a little bit and he ended the phone call by saying cats by 90. Whoa <laughs> by the way you can get uh, row B and row C and 300 level for 85 a piece that ain't that ain't too shabby. Scoots you were maybe looking to go to this game you gonna get some tickets? No, I think I'm going to watch it from the comfort of home. Why don't you get out more? How are you ever going to meet meet somebody if you're not getting out? Doesn't seem like I'm going to, huh? But, it, I mean, what? am I going to find my dream woman at a Kentucky-Louisville game? Maybe. No. Yeah, I, 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 mean, absolutely. I, I met my wife watching Kentucky play Louisville in basketball. <laughs> I've, I've got fun yeah. going to game stories, my, my, my being, qu- being is it, single. Is it a price thing or is it a lazy thing? Uh, I think maybe a combination of both. You you just don't go to many games, so you're probably like, well, I kind of I could sit back and it's well, cheaper. I mean, watching it at home is is the way to do it. I mean, no. I, I think ultimately, I would, <laughs> no, not at all. This way. is going to be a once in a lifetime UK U of L game, Scoots. You may want to say that you were at there. You can meet up with me before the game. Like it's going to be more fun if you're there because you're there and not right. Right? Am I am I am I crazy here? No, I'm taking you're not, crazy pills? You're not, you're not crazy because this at is all. a game that you you, you kind of get bored with, and then you just like. Well, ho home. Yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna enjoy it on my couch. Okay, he's not going. We tried. We tried. We did. Yeah, we 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 gave it our all. There's Maybe. certain things I can do at home that I can't do in the Yum Center that I'm gonna want to do while watching the game. We'll just leave it at that. We can go to your Twitter like page for what you're referencing. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, Scoots, you you really can't. It's before, all right. Before you it's go, all, it's all right. I'm gonna have a good time. I'm gonna watch the game. I'm gonna have a whole lot of laughter at the cards, and it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a big night. All right, back to what you're saying, Roush. As I was sending out that tweet, I just imagine like, and I know that playing at like Seneca Park and stuff like that isn't the most like rough and rowdy places, but just playing a pickup game at like Seneca Park and it being game point, and some goober on the other team throws up a shot, doesn't go Misses. in, foul. I got fouled. I got fouled. 
You just get laughed off the court if you do that stuff. <laughs> and it sounds like that's the exact scenario that happened. In the UK. And UK just laughed them off the court. They were like, you all didn't really just call a foul yeah, to yeah. like save your all's butts, right? You, you did foul. There's got to be tape out there. Let's see the tape. Did the dude get fouled or did he not get fouled? But there's nothing UofL fans won't whine about in regards to UK. Oh, Kenny Payne said he didn't want to win the game by enough. The managers, you all didn't let us cheat our way into a win. The... Um you know, I'm ready. Well, what, I'm ready for the one of my favorite. Uh, it's probably the first viral video. I remember my cousin emailing it to me, and it was Patrick Sparks, and they dubbed over uh, uh, Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons. Walk like a man, <laughs> and they just kept like fast forwarding it and rewinding all the steps he took, just crying tears that they lost that game because they're losers, and that's what they do best. They lose to Kentucky. How many, I mean, if you go back to, I know Corey used the modern series. Are we on one hand the amount of times we've, like, watched Kentucky lose to Louisville? Uh, let's see here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Is it going back to 2000? Nine, ten. In my lifetime, Louisville has beaten UK ten times. What, what's since the cutoff I, at 2000? Since I've been alive, it's been ten times. Uh, since 2000, probably takes it's out two. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven. So seven times. Seven times that I've really watched, cared a lot, and it's happened. The worst was the Edgar Sosa one because Kentucky was down quite a bit. They came back. The girl I was dating at the time was an obnoxious Louisville fan, and she just like became more obnoxious. She really should have. I mean, that was a warning sign, right? Should have just ended it right then and there. Uh, you, Seven UK's won seventeen times. You actually think it'd be more? Uh, in the early two thousands, U of L. I mean, it was pretty like even series. It actually felt a little bit like a rivalry. Um, from two thousand and one to two thousand and nine, one, two, three, four wins for U of L. One, two, three, four, five wins for UK. So from two thousand to two thousand nine, Roush, when we were in grade school and into high school, it was pretty competitive. Rivalry, and it felt that way. Like yeah. I remember, like you, you know, talked about it with your friends, and it was contentious. But like nobody had the upper hand. And then Calipari said, "Hey, I'm here," and yeah. things and then, changed. Yeah, and that's why one thing Calipari gets a lot of hate from national folks, and it's unfortunate that his own fan base is all too willing at times to kind of throw it back on him as well. But w will UK ever have another coach that just dominates this rivalry like he has? Uh, and, and that's not for nothing. That's something that we shouldn't take for granted. What about, it's something I don't take for granted. What about Mark Stoops dominating Louisville football? Well, he early on struggled a bit. You know, he what what's Stoops' record against U of L? Well, he's won six in a row or five in a row. And won five six in a row, six out of seven. And he's and only he been the coach for three, ten years. He lost three before then. Yeah. So six out of ten, pretty I good. So. I mean, pretty good. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll I'll take it, especially when you. Or doing a rebuild right off the jump there at the beginning, but Cal is is better against U of L than even Stoops is, and that's crazy to think. A uh, lot of wins. Cal's only lost three. One of those games vacated. If you care about that sort of thing, he'll be looking to add to it tonight. What do you want to see from UK? Really, just a a blowout, like. Um... And and I I just want to see them Louisville quit like not instantly, 
Like I, I, I want Louisville to have a little bit of hope, and then the quit is just a devastating blow. So, um, what form does that come in? Really, it's just up and down because Louisville's not going to stop you, and they're really bad at defending the three. But here's the thing that that Arkansas State team showed us: they're going to give you the three, but they're also going to give you the layup. So, like Justin Edwards, this is a the perfect opportunity to get over your grudge with the rim. And to just go wham on some people. What I want to see is UK just have a three point. I don't know if I can say that word on air. Yeah, uh, bonanza. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I was getting I at. I want UK at. to have a three point bonanza tonight because you're going to get them, and that's what you've. All, Kenny Payne's going to have to pick his poison, and what he's going to pick, knowing Kenny Payne, knowing his basketball strategy. Is wait, he has basketball strategy in his head, he's got something. It's going to be these guards are freaks, and all of them are going to be able to take our dudes off the dribble. With the and Trey White is a good defender, he may be the only person that you could stick on somebody and, and have some success. But like Sky Clark or Mike James having to guard Dillingham or DJ Wagner, it's just it's not going to work. So, what they're going to do is they're going to play off and they're going to pack in, and it's going to lead to some penetration where things are going to get crowded in the paint, but if you can get that pass and you get that kick out or even the hockey assist where it's the kick out and then the one extra pass, UK is going to get a bunch of open threes tonight, guys. And I just want to see them make them. I want to, Let's have a hot shooting night tonight. And if that's the case and UK does have a hot shooting night, Roush, Kentucky could win by 30. They could. We talked about in hour one just how the line is weird and how this game's maybe weird. But that's what I want to see. That's what I'm because you're gonna get open shots. Make them. You've got you've got people that can. And you know, if like Justin Edwards and DJ are hitting, especially, like people that aren't amazing outside shooters, then the floodgates may break and they may break early. I I would also say too, um, we want Kentucky's defense to continue to show improvements. Show it against a terrible offense completely suffocate them, hold them to less than 50 points. That's the thing is they have no offensive flow. They have no offensive strategy. They're not a great outside shooting team. It really is just – It's just Tyler Johnson, get in the get, paint. Try to get fouled. Yeah, create something. Maybe Scott Clark hit some outside shots, but yeah. TJ, I'm going to push back on you a little bit here. No, thank you. Moving on to our next topic. Uh, I I hate you know I don't like it when people question me so sorry I feel uncomfortable. No, I'm not. I'm not questioning. You I'm kidding, Scooch. Go ahead. I'm not questioning because I want to see Kentucky shoot a lot, shoot and make a lot of threes as well tonight. But you've got to think back to that Arkansas State game that Louisville played. How many points in the paint did Arkansas State have? Like 46. So I, I would like to see Kentucky make a conservative effort to go down low, use their size advantage that they're inevitably going to have and, and get some easy points in the paint. That's a great point, Scoots. I'm glad you brought it up because UK, not too many times this year, Roush, where we've said that UK's had like a huge front court advantage. Maybe in some of the cupcake games, but maybe we need to view this as one of the cupcake games. I mean, we really probably should. It's just a rivalry, so you look at it differently. But that's a good point, Scoots. Like, UK should have an advantage inside, um, but I think L is going to know that as well, and that's going to lead to them even packing things in more, which means more open outside shots. So hit them. Yes, UK should be able to take advantage of that, Scoots, but I think that even ma- makes my point look better because sure. more crowded inside, L knows that they're going to be giving up length, talent, smarts. I mean, every, everything across the board. Roush, we do need to bring up this, though. Like, you can't, like, 
I, I know we can talk about the spread. I know we all feel good about UK covering the spread. Uh, all these things. It does at least need to be mentioned. This would be a like a two seed line loss if you were to lose it. Like it'd be a quad oh. four loss. Oh, yeah. like you cannot lose this game. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's going to happen. It'd be a it'd be shocking. I'd probably be more shocked than when UK lost to St. Peter's in the NCAA tournament. I I actually think I mean that. But just so you know, like Cal, I, I hope you've got Christmas break games or weird roush. We've seen a lot of strange ones or ugly games in the Calipari era before players go home for a little bit of a break. Just don't mess around. And I hope the rivalry aspect of this and like the atmosphere of it will carry the day. Like even if they are thinking ahead or not thinking ahead or who knows where their minds are. They're they're teenagers and they've got Christmas break around the corner. It's tough for adults sometimes to put yourself in their shoes, but they're in a they're in an interesting spot. But it like if if the rivalry aspect isn't enough for you, if the great atmosphere isn't enough for you, if you needed any more motivation, like this this would really hurt you on Selection Sunday. Would it would it like again, Rash, I always have the mindset like if you won out, yeah, you'd still be a one seed, blah, blah, blah. But like realistically, if you lose tonight, I like your ceiling may be like a three seed yeah realistically i mean even, if you lose to louisville even on the road, if it is, then you're probably going to lose to tennessee on the road and you're probably going to lose here on the road and there on the road it doesn't it doesn't matter who rivalry game or not like they're this is this is like quad eight they only have four quads and that's how bad of a loss this would be <laughs> you're right it would be it just be a terrible loss i don't think it's going to happen yeah. i don't think it even needs to really be stated but i'll we'll go ahead and state it like you, you can't mess around with this one it's a rivalry. We, you know, the smack talk. That's one aspect of it. But this would be like a resume. This would blow up the old resume. Yeah. And we don't need that in December. Uh, and I don't think it happens. But it just at least needs to be mentioned. And I guess there's a scenario, Roush, where if it's like under four minutes, wouldn't the pressure be on UK? Wouldn't? Couldn't you make the case of your U of L fan that like just get it close down the Has wire? Has Louisville be, played a close game besides Texas? You know they haven't actually been blown out. Like it's the opposite. They haven't hmm. been. I think their biggest loss is like twelve yeah, points. Yeah, come this year. to think of it. Oh, and it was Arkansas State. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they haven't well, had like a twenty-five point beatdown. As well, much as we say, like talked about the quitability of last year's team, this one can quit with the best of them, but they don't like let it. I mean, get ugly, we're, ugly. We're being too kind, generous I mean, to oh them. Oh my though. gosh, we are. This is U of L basketball. We're talking about a twelve-point loss to Arkansas State. It's yeah. like, hey, oh, you know, they don't get they don't blown get out. blown out. Yeah, like they the, lost to DePaul. Yeah, I mean, this team <laughs> lost to DePaul. They lost to Kentucky Wesleyan, and Kentucky's only a thirteen-point favorite. It's, it's borderline disrespectful. Yeah. Everybody, oh, Cat, cats are going to cruise. Almost like I just uh, needed to do this little bit. I yeah. needed to say it all just to get it out there in the world. We've got them. Yeah, cats I'm, are going to cruise. Yeah. Um, we Tom, can't. Tom that, we got to do two hours of radio. We can't just say cats by ninety and, and throw down the mic. Thank you. Um, update on the manager game. We got a tweet from the U of L men's basketball manager account. Oh yeah, they tweeted that eight hours ago. It said odd finish. Guys played hard for fifty or thirty nine minutes fifty eight point one seconds. Huh. What babies? Like where's the uh, where's the adult at U of L? Just be like, they've needed this for years. And I think their issues is Jurich was like the opposite of this. And he just he he molded a generation of U of L fans to have a loser mindset. Stop obsessing over Kentucky. <laughs> but in a whiny way. Well, the thing is, is Jurich, when things didn't go his way, he would strong arm yes. it to get become his way. 
You can't do that in life. You can't just put it on Twitter and all of a sudden the result is going to change. I just think that like when things aren't going well in your own house, Roush, to point fingers at another house is not going to make things better in your own. And U of L for like decades always did that. Anything bad happen, UK's fault. There's a scandal, I bet UK's probably bad. Matt Jones it. is a uh, mole. Uh, who's the plant? Although it seems like the plant was Craig Greenberg. <laughs> <laughs> Louisville's mayor, we're all pretty sure it was Matt Jones' source. Because there was stuff like, I'm hearing from inside the board. It was like, how are you hearing from inside the board? Oh, it was Craig Greenberg who was letting all that stuff leak, and now he's the mayor of Louisville. Um, but in all seriousness, like Uvo's always just needed, who cares what's going on 70 miles down the road? Let's just make ourselves better. Let's just try to get up to our own standards, and then we can see where we compare. But it's just everything's always a conspiracy. Everybody's always out to get them. It's the world against U of L. In reality, you all are just losers, and the best thing you do right now as an athletic program is lose. And that applies to your managers as well. You all tried to call a foul on a pickup game with two seconds left, and now you're crying about it. Not only did you do that, and that was probably embarrassing in the moment where the UK managers were like, did they really try to like call a foul with two <laughs> seconds left? Now you're whining about it on social media, and it's turned into a thing because of you all. This is the fan base. I mean, along the same lines, Roush, they just released thousands of tickets because they didn't want UK fans to have time to gobble them up. <laughs> And it's the same athletic program, I know people are sick of hearing it, that released baseball tickets in at 3 a.m. because they didn't want UK fans to gobble them up. They're a loser fan base. And until they realize that and try to work to be better at it, they, they need a coach to come in and just, like, give them some truth. It's tough. Hard out in the streets here in the city but if they, of Louisville But, right but now. they're so sensitive. If they hear things they don't like, they, they freak out. And UK's got a portion of sensitive fans. That's why we try to tell you not to get worked up when Calipari says this or says that. And it just ain't worth it. Let's look at the results on the field or on the court. That's what matters most. Not what a coach says or doesn't say. But for U of L, it's all bad. Off the court, on the court, in the manager games. <laughs> Let's take our last break, Scoots. How about that? Oh, I, I can't wait to hear. Some more. I can't wait to hear what uh, country music you've got. We got more text into the Thornton's text line as well, Roush. I do want you to take five minutes and talk football. Just give like a summary. Um, yeah, if we, you can don't, do, if, we can do. We can hit the hot points if you don't mind. For sure. We'll come back. Wrap up this show. Game day edition. Kentucky roll call on Big X Sports oh, Radio. Okay. Send somebody to the quick pack store. We need some ice and extension cord. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Welcome back. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. Catch cards tonight. My favorite uh, sporting event that happens when UK plays basketball in the city of Louisville. Can't wait for it. Six o'clock tonight. I think to help with the pregame jitters, Roush, I'm going to have to get some salsaritas in my belly. Oh, the wildly addictive chips, mix them with some ice cold beverages. 
Great combination. Also, the well-marinated meats, the spicy salsa. Even if you're not going to the game, go pick some up while you're watching the game. Six o'clock tip-off, ESPN, correct? Is that, if I'm not mistaken, ESPN? Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Um, so go ahead, bring some home. Be nice and easy. Nice, easy meal for the family. Go ahead. Enjoy. It's yeah. all Cerritos. Hey, go ahead. Get some. Yeah. Get Double some. points after 6 p.m. So, you know, even after you want to celebrate the big UK win, get get all the fellas, get the ladies, head on out to Salsaritas. Have a little bop-hop. Uh, Oscar Combs reminded us that uh, ESPN switched off Sock-hop. of the bowl game the other day to go to something. It was like Monday Night Football pregame. This is a lead-in to a bowl game at 8. So, I don't, I don't think they would. I think they would just start it at a, like 8.20 or whatever. But do I don't think it'll go late. It'll be a blowout. Do you all remember many weekday games where you could have dinner after the game as opposed to before? No, because just cool. my kids eat at like 6. So That's kind of neat, though. If, if people want to go out to dinner after instead of before, they can do that. Yeah, the wife and I are heading to downtown early like today. We're, we, it's kind of funny. Like We're excited. We've got, we've got a babysitter and whatnot. But she's pregnant. It's like, what do you want to do? We could go to here. We could stop by here. It's just like, you can't drink. It's not like you could try the fun holiday drinks at these places. Right. And two, she just doesn't want to walk. You know, like you, you, just, you don't. You mean you don't want to? She's uncomfortable. The- uh, believe right. it or not, having another human growing oh, inside it's, of it's your a, body. It's a little different doing so, that. So yeah. like, we are excited, but it's we are we are trying to figure out like we probably just need to get to a place that we can hang out at and not stand. It's going to be weird. Like, the, are these bars going to be ready f- for people? <laughs> is downtown going to be ready for people tonight? I'm, uh, is the Yum Center going to be ready for people? You got to imagine. They've had this these games staffed one way for the last year and a half. And mm-hmm. now all of a sudden you're going to have to be like, yeah, hey, call in, call in all these people. Like, we need all these upstairs concession stands working. UK fans, I would almost, I, I, I bet it's going to be a cluster. As somebody that is familiar with uh, the city of Louisville, tonight's going to be a cluster. Also, if Traffic, you, concessions, getting into the game, is, getting out of the game. Is 64 going to be back open? Traffic oh is God. not going to be as bad I, as yesterday. I, I must have just saw when that stuff happened when I was driving home from the show yesterday. But there was a really bad accident on the Waterston East that was unrelated to that mm-hmm. before 64. Oh, we had an incident outside of the radio station yesterday, too, because I was trying to get to – I mean, we got lucky that – because I was like – well, if there's bad traffic, I can just go Taylorsville Road, but there was something on Taylorsville Road. Uh, long story short, shout out to Brian Robinson for taking a while, holding up stoops and letting us arrive, you know, at oh, man. 11.45 for an 11.30 press conference and not being late. It took, but, um, me, took me an hour yesterday to get from the station to the hotel. They're less than six miles apart. Yeah. Um, and that it's one of those, like, people just didn't know that a gas tanker overturned and just shut down 64 forever. Don't know if that's the case. Uh, still today. Um, but just keep that in mind. You're right, TJ. Downtown's going to be crazy. If you haven't been to the Yum Center before, if you're a Kentucky fan, if you're trying to get concessions, just don't stop at the first one you see. Like The ones in the back, closer towards the Ohio River, much shorter lines, much less congested than the bars and stuff that are at the front of the building. People just want to stop and right there. Just, just walk to the back. It's much faster. 64 is back open, by the way. Okay, good. Crazy day. It's going to be crazy down at the Yum Center tonight. If you see us out there, well, Roush won't be there. I wish you'd go to it, Roush. Yeah, I don't know. You'd I have might, a blast. I might 
Say something. I'm going to give just some yum center pointers real quick before we get to the Thornton's text line. Um, if you've got bad seats, don't again, don't hold me to any of this. But if you've got bad seats and you don't want to sit in your seats, if you get in the yum center early enough, behind the like level one section 120, 101, 102 seats, and then I believe even on the other side, 110, 111, 112, although I think that's the student section side, so I could be wrong about that. They have rails above those sections at like the top of those sections that are first come first serve. And you can just stand at these rails and they've got like a little high bar top. You like put your drink and your popcorn and they're awesome seats. You do stand, but you can get them. They have sometimes in the past checked to see like, you got to have level 100 level seats to stand at this rail. Um, They can't check everybody's tickets for what the, for what it's worth. And secondly, I think you can get away with it or just say like my buddy, it's on my buddy's phone or something like that. Uh, but just as a heads up, those are really good seats. That's an option for you. The top of 120, 101, 102. And even if you got a big group, like eight people, if you get there early enough, you can just have your eight people stand along the bar rail and whatnot. So there's an option for you. Uh, parking. Don't necessarily settle for the faraway spots, depending on what time you're getting there. If you're getting there early, like, you know, I'm getting into downtown around 3 or 4 or even 4.30, the lots closest to the Yum Center, surprisingly, available, easiest in and out a lot of times. I do think tonight's just going to be a cluster altogether. But um, So don't settle for far away. Try to get close. And I think normally it's like 25 bucks. Maybe they'll up them tonight to like 40 because it's UK UofL. But the Witherspoon Garage, that's a good one. And then the one that's literally right next to it, I don't know what the name of it is, but it's got a sky bridge connected to it, so you don't even have to go outside if you don't want to, although it is... Is that the Marriott? Uh, no. That's not the one I'm thinking I always of. park in the Marriott parking garage. Yeah, okay, Marriott. Marriott. Like Chariot. I worked for them. Marriott. Yeah. What are you going to marry? Yeah. Marriott. It. If, if you meet if you meet the owner of Marriott, Bill Marriott, he'll tell you Marriott like chariot. Yeah, but here's the thing, Actually, though. I, Scoots, think, I no, think he died. We, Marriott, Marriott versus like a chariot. We, we from Kentucky. <laughs> we gonna call it Marriott. By the way, I wanted to add on to your ticket thing, TJ. As someone who worked as an usher at Indiana games for a lot of my college years, just walk in with confidence. If you're not going to your seats, just walk in like you own the place and you know exactly where you're going, and they. More times than not, won't say anything. Scoots, I agree with you, but you're also the same guy who hasn't talked to a girl out in public in years. That's not true. I talked to one yesterday out in public. Whoa! Not not in a in oh. a manner you're thinking, but I talked to her. <laughs> no love connection. No. Okay. <laughs> one of these days. You are right, though. It's funny. Just you walk with a little confidence. People don't really care. Yep. Yeah. Scoots is in rare form. Abs- oh, we did that one. That's. We're way, you're, we're way oh, down. Yeah, that's yesterday. Oh, that's, that's where, yeah. that, was, that was the wrong X. X going to give it to you. The big uh, while you're scrolling around, quick football, uh, Jamin Dumas Johnson did end up yeah. signing with Kentucky. Cats got six transfers. It's currently top ten in the transfer portal class. I think it was seventh last I checked. Um, they finished with 21. Cam Dooley announced during the show, I guess, yesterday. It was a busy day. A lot of stuff ran together. But uh, top 25 class, 12th or so in the SEC, I want to say, depending on which ranking system you look at. And I think the big big picture takeaways, the defense got better. The run defense next year in particular is going to be really good when you got uh, Pop in there, Mr. Dumas Johnson. Uh, he's a badass. He's good at stopping the run. That was a huge get. They tried making moves on that offensive tackle. 
That did not work. Um, could not flip the Florida State commit. So, yeah, that, that's going to be a problem. They think that Mark Nave and uh, Abbasalm will eventually be able to become tackles, and I just don't, you know, that doesn't fix your problem. Uh, so they still have a problem there, but otherwise, you just got to, they, they kind of nailed it. And um, it's one of those things, too, that you got to remember when it's a slow July weekday and we're talking Kentucky football recruiting and we're doing this whole bit, we're like, I don't know. They're starting pretty slow, and blah blah blah. Look what Ford is doing. Okay, also look what Ford is doing. They have had like five top one hundred players decommit in the last month, and they were the kings of recruiting this summer. Like, it doesn't matter until it matters on signing day. Kentucky did a really good job closing with a lot of talented guys. The comments from Vince and Stoops about Brian Robinson were hilarious. Just like this guy is just one of the most impressive kids we've ever recruited. Absolute stud. He's gonna play. So. um, it was, a, it was a good day. It was a good day, Mr. Sports Talker. It looked like it. Uh, I was uh, excited to to see Kentucky get their top prize defensively. It seemed like they got their top prize offensively. So, all things considered, yeah. that's Got, that's got a high school quarterback. Haven't done that in a while. So uh, Yeah. Uh, also, DeCarlos Nicholson ends up at USC. I'm so happy. Um, you, you called that from the jump yeah. when it seemed like he was a lock for UK. And you I was said like, that, why are they even talking to this guy? I disagreed with you just because I like, I mean, he played a ton of SEC football. He Was he great? No. Was he terrible? No. I mean, he got benched against Kentucky. He started seven games for the, one of the worst pass defenses in the SEC. My, my thing is, is their whole, a big part of this year's portal hall, they've acknowledged culture problems, culture issues. That they're, they're living in a mercenary culture right now, right? Bunch of one-year ads. So they've got to try to fight that. They're combating it by getting guys with multiple years of eligibility. Everybody except for Pops got multiple years left. They can stay around. They can develop them. Um, Carlos Nicholson wouldn't fit that. Just play to Ryan. If you want, you just play to Ryan Nichols. Like that guy, like he's, I'd rather him be on the field or Quaysheed Scott drinking from a fire hose than – to Carlos Nicholson just being an average zone eater for a year. Yeah, I just like the depth. The guy who had played in twenty five SC or twenty five football games at Mississippi State. Uh, I I just thought it'd be like best case scenario, Keydron Smith. Worst case scenario, who cares? It's a body. Yeah. But you're right. Maybe worst case scenario would be a locker room problem, and you avoid that potentially. But, Whatever. Uh, going I'll- to USC like that, Lincoln Riley's he's in a he's in a bad place right now out there. Just some of the stuff is odd. Florida too. I can't. I can't even. If you if you have message board passwords that can get you into any sort of Florida message board, just read them. They're in a very bad spot right now. Um, which, by the way, I saw Dan Mullen. <laughs> There's this guy, and he's the one that I complain about um, for being a hack when I go on his radio, and he's always asking me basketball school, school comments. He put out a tweet that said Dan Mullen. Reputation doesn't like to recruit versus Billy Napier. Reputation, recruiting whiz kid. Mullins for recruiting classes average number 11, and he had two top 10 classes. Napier's average class ranking is 15th, never had a top 10 class. Uh, Mullen replied to that tweet, I wish I had the facilities they have now. <laughs> Jeez. They are in such a bad place. Those idiot losers in the swamp. God, I love to see it so much. Oh, love it. Absolutely love it. By the way, Karan Davis went on the record with the Athletic. I know I haven't gotten to it yet. That that's a story that's going to be going around a lot. Today. I'll read some text if you want to pull that up and see if there's any good juicy quotes. Okay, go ahead. And read. It looks like it's just talking about how big of a disaster Kenny Payne is. But 
Nothing new for the folks around these parts. A texter says, really have to feel for Big Click Nick and other blogger boys and gals in these trying times. They made it out, though. Yep. They made it out the struggle. Happy National Signing Day from Colga. Can't wait to listen to the pod later. Hope you enjoyed it, Alex from Colga. Hope you're doing well and have a Merry Christmas. Cardwell, Gardner, and D. Smith transferred from UK to UofL in 1990. I believe both were kicked off for UK from UK's team for disciplinary reasons. Hey, take it up with the Courier-Journal. But I appreciate all the people sending that stuff in. I didn't realize there was as many names as people were saying. Scoots, J.C. Car- Penny. Cardwell Gardner, too, is a great – that's just – that's that's sounds like that dude's a lawyer, right? It makes a sense that Cardwell would play for UofL. Yeah, that's true. Ooh, How do you rounds. do? Card not so good. Not not so well. Scoots, J.C. Penny scoop sounds about as accurate as this Joey Hart commitment scoop. Scoots <laughs> can be as wrong with the best of them. Dancing on J.C. Penny's grave. The, the, oh, okay, okay, okay. All right, we got to uh, Karan Davis. Yes. All right. Anything good? So Davis said the practice at the Reuven matter was in mid-November that day in the huddle. Payne told the group that Davis badmouthed the team. He told my teammates, Karan said, F all y'all. Davis said things escalated from there, but never turned physical. So Kenny Payne told the team that this player was, so he was pitting one player against the whole team. That's great. I'm sure that's, uh, that's great. Uh, a separate interview, a current Louisville player granted anonymity, corroborated the events, uh, confirming Davis's retelling of the story. Uh, Davis's lo- status with the team was limited after that day, but he was still part of the program. He had access to facilities, remained enrolled, and conducted occasional individual workouts. Program sources pushed back on the idea of a single incident being at the roof of that suspension. But what's clear is no one understood the terms. Teammates were confused, so were fans and media, and athletic department officials. And an already combustible equation of a coach on the hot seat and a team losing games now came controversy. It was so weird how they handled it, the current player says. <laughs> And it's just not good you have current players talking to media anonymously. Like, you know, it's just, it, it's... Right. And I, I get why they would be like, I don't want to put my name on record, but yeah, he's right. It's probably Brandon Helley Hatfield, aren't they roommates? Oh, aren't yeah. they talking about that? Yeah. yeah. But also, Kenny, why would you, like... It was just, I mean, regard, Cron Davis could be, like, the biggest bleep head in the city, which would be hard to do. And this could still all be handled horribly. I mean, it was handled horribly, and I don't know. Maybe Karan Davis is one of the best people in the city. Oh maybe man, he's maybe maybe all this free time allows him to do more charity work throughout. I don't know, but Kenny Payne handled this very poorly and not like an adult. And they've even they're even interviewing bar owners on Whiskey Row. We need a better team. We have to get all the bar owners on the whole street together to start recruiting some guys. Oh man, it is bad for downtown. Uh, I mean, it's been a rough go for downtown. Downtown, you're rocking and rolling. UK goes to a championship game. UofL goes to a championship game. The arena's somewhat new. You get NCAA tournaments, rocking and rolling. Then riots and protests happen. Then COVID happens. Then Kenny Payne happens. <laughs> we could survive the riots and the pandemic, but we couldn't survive Kenny Payne. A Ken Burns documentary. What happened to downtown Louisville? <laughs> a Dust Bowl parody. All right, but in all seriousness, remember the whole tax problem with the Yum Center 
right? The whole yes. tiff and all that. That was it was a big mm. talking point for a long time. Quite the tiff. We need to be talking about that, I think, right? Like what how is that arena making they, they got to be just hemorrhaging money. I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Somebody somebody do the work on I that. I thought they restructured the deal, but we don't have enough time to get in. Right, right, right. But somebody go do the homework for us. Best things ever happen for men's Christmas shopping are Amazon and gift cards. Well, Shady Ray's promo code Big X, Salsaritas, everything, Thornton's, anything. Thornton's gas cards are a great gift. I mean, who doesn't like a gas card? Oh, that that oh, that's the only gift cards that I really use, right? Like, if it's like some random restaurant, I don't go to many restaurants. Yeah, they can slip through the cracks on that stuff. Right, but ga- gas right. cards are getting used. They're always getting used. Yeah. Always. Somebody sent in a picture. I also look up. I also look up true life events after watching something based on it. Like Roush was extremely disappointed to find out the Fargo series is actually fiction, despite saying it was based on true events. Oh well, I mean maybe it's based on a true event I mean, that nobody knows. And I'm wondering which specific ones, because like they're, they they've done it kind of like American Horror Story, where each one's different. Maybe the last one with Chris Rock was much more fictionalized, just gangster stuff, and they set it in the Midwest. Pretty sure Hulu has cuss words and nudity. Scooch only needs to deal with the commercials. By the way, a great survivor. Great great season. Oh, yeah. Great finale. Great winner, I thought. Um, great winner. The also, right, should have won by much more. The rightful like, that, winner. Did the, the jury move at the was, end? I thought it was good. thought it was a good vote. Same. I thought both the people who were getting votes were deserving. I agree. Uh, the person who didn't get votes, I was thrilled about that. Totally undeserving. <laughs> Dude, so. <laughs> I enjoyed him as a character, but sucks at Survivor. Yeah. Oh, he's the worst. <laughs> he's one of the worst there's, players. There's that's never ever been a worried about that guy when he goes back and rewatches it. And if he's got a group of friends, anything like mine, he's in he's a world getting roasted. He's, getting, he's in a world Especially of Especially that like I, I would have a lot of bad visuals, but like that dude moves like a, a former fat guy. Right? Like he's just he's very unathletic and like awkward. But that's why I liked him. Like he was a little endearing for that. I just he cried a bunch. Scared of the recruiting <laughs> class, scared to be the cats. What the hell, TJ? You're sounding like a Louisville coward. Not scared of the recruiting class, just saying you, you, we need to appropriately measure them. Uh, things that they didn't the do, they, things that they didn't do with Kentucky when UK came up and bit their butts. I'm glad we got Trey, and I love his fit on this team. But I'd be interested in seeing where we are in an alternate universe if we got David Jones or Keisha Johnson. Instead, they're both playing really well. I'm glad it all worked out the way that it did. Uh, David Jones, I wouldn't have wanted. Johnson, I would have been all right with. Who's David? He's on Memphis. He's the guy from St. John's. He's like a oh, the guy that had been rumored multiple times. Mm, yeah. yeah, no, he is doing all right at Memphis. Right. Memphis is a good well, team, and I, I, I think Trey's passing. Is very beneficial. Yeah. Uh, the the rebounding with Keyshad Jansen would have been nice. Rebounding with Keyshad and defense would have been nice, but you way, get shooting and passing with Trey. Maybe that works out better with did this group. Arizona beat. Alabama? They did. They covered too. I bet Alabama to cover like a dweeb. Uh, Got. I had a pretty good night. Eighty seven seventy four. Why are they one. playing at eleven p.m. at night? No, yeah, like so college good. basketball. Figure out your schedule. Put games on when people watch them. Enjoyed watching Duke lose though, right? Oh, uh, but you, you th- they took won. them. Oh, sorry. They, they ran away with it. But. Yeah. I didn't get that. Were you making a joke or were you just mistaken? I was mistaken. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. they were losing for a little bit and I kind of, I was doing something, head on the background. I look up and I'm like, oh, yeah. Duke's running away with this. They, I'll they put won. They beat Baylor. Baylor's good, but they're, Baylor will get better in time. Duke, I don't know. They may just kind of be like mid, mid as the kids say. Probably All like right. a five seed. I'm going to jump ahead on the text line just try to find ones pertaining UK, UofL. I disagree with that advice, but I enjoy walking. Washington Street for me, not stuck in traffic downtown after. That's the thing about the spots I told you about, though. Like, they're the easy 
easiest outs in the city, especially the one that's attached to the Yum Center, like the one, the Sky Bridge. It's not attached to the Yum Center. It's across the street, but it's got the Sky Bridge. That one, you just take a left, and, and then you take a right, you're going and then you're on 64, 71, the, uh, just like that. And it, it also just, some of it depends on where you're going. Uh, if you are if you do park on the Washington Street side, go out through Butchertown, like towards Nulu. Like, don't try to fight up Main Street and all that, like because that, that just becomes a traffic jam. You guys are straight tripping acting like Kentucky's a good team. Y'all beat one decent team so far. Louisville definitely has a chance to win. You have, no, no, you don't. You, you, you do not. I'm sorry. Uh, bah, ha, 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 says one texter. Louisville took the face value tickets down. So either they all got gobbled up or they took them down. And I would probably lean towards L took them down because they're L. I mean, of course, they're but doing like, something you, stupid in this regard. you want them to sell? Like, there's no. What's the difference between a sixty percent UK advantage and a seventy percent UK? They advantage? just need. They just need the money. Yeah. Ten percent. Hey, oh, Scooty! <laughs> Remember that time in the future when Louisville finally beats us again and acts like they've won the world championship? Not tonight. They don't have a chance. Cats by forty-five. That's another thing. Is that like if you're feeling bad for U of L, once they win in football or basketball again, you'll feel like an idiot forever feeling that way. So just worth remembering. Um, I, I want the rivalry to have more juice, but it will. Like They'll get rid of Kenny Payne. They'll get another coach in here. Next year's game will have more more fire to it. Uh, and then in two years, you know, U of L will probably be expecting to win at the Yum Center, assuming they make a somewhat decent hire. Yeah, but that's, that's – Let's a, just beat up you, on you them while we can. You don't, you don't need it, to assume that, TJ. It never gets old. It just never gets old. If Blank had his choice, Satterfield would still be here. How long were you all in that office? Why would you all move? Hashtag nosy. Because uh, that part of – town is just going to turn into a nightmare so we're getting out of there oh i've got tj on the old tweeter i'll send a reminder thanks guys tj you can't listen to anything rutherford says he's big he's a big blue hater he said yesterday adamantly the decision on kenny's future has been made and he doesn't believe this game does anything for kenny's future and then went on to say that he believes if kenny wins he'll coach out the remainder of the year the sad is the dude is a sad broken college basketball fan um I, you know about his takes on kenny Payne or whatnot he probably has a better grip on all that stuff than I do. All I'm saying is he's somebody that writes nationally about college basketball and he's not high on this UK team. I think he's just following what the national media was saying for a long time and he hasn't just come around. But I don't know how you couldn't be in love with this UK team. They Uh, do everything that you want from like good college basketball teams, except defend, which I think they're getting there, though. I would also add that I don't feel bad for Louisville fans. I feel more bad for Louisville Guys like Rutherford and Coffee that have to do three hours. Like, what are they going to talk about in January? They get a coaching search. Yeah, no, like, no, it's like late that's, February. What are they doing? That's that's going to be yeah. That's it's going to be tough. Right now, it's fine. There's still some football going on, but it's going to be tough. Ninety-five percent of the bets on the Cats and the line has only moved a half point. What the hell is Vegas trying to prove out here? That's the thing. That's the thing. Is it, like I yeah. cannot see a scenario where UK doesn't win by thirteen or more. You break down the game, the X's and the O's, the guard matchups for Kentucky, but Vegas, the man, shooting, Vegas doesn't take bets Vegas like this. Do it. Yeah. So I don't know. And, and the line up. moved the other way, right? Even with all the money being on UK, so I don't. I don't get it. Another texture says, you guys are straight tripping acting like Kentucky's. No, we read that one. Yeah, we did? Yeah. Okay. I said, no, you, we, Kentucky's going to – you don't have a chance. Yeah. All right. Uh, there's a lot of other good ones we didn't get to. I apologize. It's a fun show. We're excited. Let's get predictions. Scoots, go ahead. I'm going to go – I think the Cats roll in this game tonight. I, I think they score with ease. I'm going to go like 88 to uh, 62 maybe. Okay. All right. Scoot, uh, Roush? Uh, uh, Louisville 56, Kentucky 79. 
And uh, Reed Shepard gets revenge for dad's loss as a senior. Scores a bunch of points. Hits a bunch of threes. It's a great time at the Yum Center. 81-66. Vegas, like, I think Kentucky covers. I think it's going to be close, though. I think not the game's going to be close. I think it's going to be close to the spread. And I don't know. This is going to be a weird kind of funky game, but I think it's going to provide some fun moments. The MVP is going to be DJ Wagner against his old grandpa pop. This is Kentucky Roll Call. Enjoy the game. Go Cats. Go Cats. Another win against Louisville ain't a bad thing. Merry Christmas.